Welcome in to For the People Football Podcast. My name is Steven. This is your boy Tyler. And we're here to talk about football a little bit today. Smidge. Tiny bit. Yeah. We're going to go into it. Uh, <laughs> it's been a minute. Uh, we missed last week, and we didn't do a podcast yesterday. And we, I don't know how often we'll be doing throughout the offseason, because this is a weird offseason. Yeah, it is tough. Cause There's not going to be a lot going on. The Rona. The Rona. Insert sound effect where it like spins in. We'll probably be doing them often, but maybe not every week. Just depends what happens. If something big happens, we'll we'll get together and we'll do a podcast. If not, probably just gonna be enjoying the summertime until damn dude, all the finger guns until until football gets here in September, and that's when all my priorities change. So, football, (laughs) football. It's been a minute. Uh, NFL draft. Mm-hmm. In the books. Yep. First of all, how did it... Did you watch all of it? Mm-hmm. Did, did it seem all right? I mean, like, it, it was better than I thought it was going to be. The... There was some parts that were really funny, like Roger Goodell not realizing his camera was on. Uh, I think I missed that part. It was, it was good. Um, he was just yelling at people. <laughs> I saw the one where they, like, flashed to him, and he was, like... Laying oh, yeah. He, he, clown <laughs> yeah. he was just, like, hung out. <laughs> <laughs> the thing at M and M's, it was it was fun. It was obviously you lose something when you don't have the stage and you don't have all the players walking up and walking stuff up like and getting their jersey. But it was fun. I mean, for what it was, they still did the. They still had the. Um, uh, still had the highlights. Still had the player interviews and some of those things. They tipped too many picks though. There was a couple times where they tipped some picks, and it was like, okay, this is annoying. Well, yeah, basically the whole first round, outside of. Well, I mean, even then, I don't think the first round was super bad. There was a couple picks I thought, but like when you got in the second and third round, and they were just like concentrating on like, there's Curtis Weaver. When will his name <laughs> be called? And it's yeah. like with the so and so pick, Curtis Weaver's drafted, and it's like, well, you had the camera on him for fifteen minutes. They tried to do that with Jacob Beeson and Jacob Fromm for like <laughs> <Yeah>. three days. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It seemed like it was a decent draft. Like, it went off fairly well. Yeah. Um, all things considered, it, it. I mean, obviously it wasn't ideal. Yeah. But all things considered, I, I think it went as well as it could have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, there wasn't any monumental failures outside of nobody actually booing Roger Goodell. I did. Oh, yeah, I did. I, yeah. I, I, from home, I was. I was like, why am I not on the screen? Because I would have <laughs> been giving Roger Goodell the business. <laughs> That been kicked off the screen. <laughs> That's probably what the blank screens were, because there's blank screens on every one. Those are the guys who are like, fuck you. <laughs> You're my best. <laughs> yeah. Turn that off. Turn that off. Straight up wearing the, the Roger Goodell clown nose t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, Barstool. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. No, I mean, it was fun. Um, I don't have the complete list in front of me, but you can grab... Ooh, actually. This might actually. just... Work. So we're going to get into a couple of our favorite um, draft class, well not draft classes, but team drafts, um, assuming that this computer, there it is. Oh, look at that. That'll give Ooh. us exactly what oh, we need. Hey there. So we got at least the first round, we can jump into some other ones. Um, what, you got your favorite, your favorite draft, both a- AFC and NFC. Mm-hmm. Um, I have mine AFC, but it's biased as shit. Yeah, I think uh, But I just... <laughs> We'll get into that in a minute. I just I just think Denver did everything right in this draft. Um, who was the most surprising pick to you, like, first round? What happened that was like, okay. I think... 
I expected receivers to go quicker than they did. Yeah. I didn't expect their first receiver to be Henry Ruggs at 12. I was at 10, was screaming at the TV for Denver to trade up to get Jerry Judy. <laughs> I was like, trade up! Get up, go! <laughs> if John Elway had have traded his entire draft to get to 10 to get Jerry Judy, draft would have got like a B for me. Like, hey, we're good. Let's go. <laughs> so, but yeah, at 12, when the Raiders drafted Ruggs, I was like, that's the most... Al Davis move in the yep. history of Al Davis moves. Now, I think Ruggs probably has a better ceiling than, like, Jacoby Jones and, um... That's the comparison to these Or Jacoby, Jacoby Ford and, uh... Darius Hayward Bay. Darius Hayward Bay, yeah, Jacoby Ford. Not Jacoby Jones. Ford and Darius Hayward Bay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what... A.J. Terrell was weird to me, because... I feel like you could have gotten A.J. Terrell a lot later than that. I think that was the first real pick I busted on. Like, the C.J. Henderson pick was odd to me. I was like, that was a really... See, actually, kind of, it was kind of a reach. The but, more I look at that, the more I like it. Well, I don't... Henderson doesn't scare me. I just didn't think he was a top 10 talent. I think the Jaguars could have traded it back a little bit and got him, but they needed a cornerback depth. So I'm not, yeah, like, I'm not screaming on the pick. It was a solid pick. Eh. The AJ Trail pick was the first one I really busted on. I was like, this guy was like a second round corner. Yeah. And you guys reached for him at 16. Why not trade away and not give the Cowboys CD Lamb? Because somebody would have come up and got CD Lamb there. <laughs> so there was a lot of picks I was like screaming at the TV. I, I generally do all year, um, every draft. But the CD Lamb one at 17, I was sitting there. Jerry Judy's gone to Denver, Ruggs has gone to the Raiders. Somehow Lamb falls into Jerry Jones's yeah. lap, and I'm like yelling at the TV. I don't like the Cowboys. I don't give a shit about the Cowboys, but I was like, if Jones doesn't take this guy, he's an absolute idiot. ZD Lamb falls in his lap, and like no other pick made sense. Dude, the thing is, he's like he's an Oklahoma wide receiver, and not saying like University of Oklahoma, but just those guys. Monsters tend to look well wearing number eighty eight. In uh, in Dallas, and I'm like, he had a chance. He's like right there. I'm like, go get him. He's gonna look really good catching touchdowns from Andy Dalton this year. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a sneaky signing. Like, I know a lot of people are hating on it, and I don't think it has anything to do like they didn't sign Andy Dalton to replace Dak Prescott to be like, we're not paying you forty five. We've got Andy Dalton. Like Dak would be like, yeah, okay, okay, go go ahead, I'm gonna go make my money elsewhere. Like, that was a sneaky signing where it's just like, I, if Denver would have signed him to, what was it, $3 million or whatever the hell it yeah, was? Yeah, one year, three mil base with up to $7 million in incentives. Yeah, he would have never seen the field in Denver. Give him $3 million for the best, probably, the, he's probably the best backup quarterback in football right now. Yeah, outside of maybe Jameis, depending on whether you get 30 touchdowns or 30 interceptions, you know, Jameis. It's argument, and that's a solid pick by the Saints, too. But yeah, it's like, and if he happens to play and you have to pay him $7 million, well, it's probably because he came in, Andrew or Drew Locke gets hurt, and you have to pay him to help you get to play. Oh, sweet and dandy. I'm kind of irritated Denver didn't sign him. I've always said in a backup quarterback, you just want a guy that gives you a chance to win a football game. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton gives you a chance to win a football game. He has a chance to win like six or seven. Exactly, but but I mean, if he comes in, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Say Dak goes down hurt third quarter. Yeah. I'm not worried about throwing Andy Dalton in there. He could make all the throws. Well, exactly. Especially now that he's got Ceedee Lamb and Amari Cooper, like, and Ezekiel Elliott, and the best line in football. Yeah, he's gonna be able to throw. He's gonna be able to wing the football if Dak gets hurt. Now Dak doesn't get hurt, so it's not really a problem. But that's a hell of an insurance policy. Yeah. I, it was a salt. Cowboys had a 
a very good last two weeks. Like Agreed. Well, and then they got Trevon Diggs, I believe, in the second round. He fell to him. Trevon Diggs. Let's go look, skis. Uh, up top. You can just go... Right there. Look at that. Slam. Trevon Diggs. Yes, sir. Corner out of Alabama. Yep. That was one I wanted Denver to get to. Same. But <laughs> that was a solid pickup. Yeah, no, I... Let's see. And then day three, Neville Gilmore at uh, Oklahoma. Solid run stopper, a guy I had going in the first. Solid. I don't think they had any other picks. I think they had just like a pick around. Um, let's see. Cowboys. Jake. Oh wait. Uh, Reggie Robinson at corner. Uh, that's a fourth round pick. Nothing. Cowboys. Bradley Enne at a oh defensive end at Utah. He's a freaking sack master. Guys, yeah. They had some decent picks, like Jerry Jones. I was questioning it, because Jerry Jones told like his scouts not to bug him during the whole thing. was like, I am doing this draft by myself. No say. Apparently, that was the rumor. I was like, man, Jerry Jones better like do this, or he's going to look like more of a clown than he normally did. And I think he got away from it. I think yeah. he walked away from that ahead of the race. To be fair, he had really good players fall on his lap. <laughs> Because C.D. Lamb shouldn't have been there at 17. Trevon Diggs shouldn't have been there mid-second. That's fair. But you have to pick those players, right? Uh, yeah, 100%. Like, C.D. Lamb falls at 17, and he's like, you know what? We need Jalen Rager. And it's like, C.D. Lamb keeps falling. No, you had no choice but to take C.D. Lamb. He could have he not taken him, but... What was your favorite pick in the entire first round? Mm. Or maybe the entire draft. I don't really care. The entire draft? Yeah. First round draft, it doesn't matter. Whichever one. I'll go first round. I really like Joe Burrow, man. <laughs> um, that's tough because, I mean, a lot, yeah. This one hurts my heart. Yeah, it's not great. It hurts my heart. Especially with Patrick Queen. Right there, there, a pick later. I Actually, I'm going to go with Kansas City. I love that they took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. That guy, arguably I don't the like it. best pass-blocking running back in the draft. On top of a guy that compounded in between the tackles. Yeah, I don't like it. I love that pick. That scares me. <laughs> I told my dad the entire draft, because he was talking about Kinlaw for a long time, and then he wasn't sure. He heard some was like, when it got to 14, I was like, Kinlaw's the dude. It's not my favorite pick, but it was like the most obvious pick in my entire head. It was yeah. like, this this pick. Um, My favorite pick probably falls down, and it actually one that hurts a little bit too. Kenneth Murray to the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah, that... I saw that, and I was literally upset. I was like, oh, no. I was, so the Patriots are up to pick. I was like, we just got to survive the Patriots pick. And then the Chargers traded it, and I was like, there it goes. Yeah, I was They're not going to roll with Denzel Perryman anymore. I was so upset. I was like, this sucks. Well, that's my thought. It's like, you have Denzel Perryman, and you have Ingram, and you have Bosa, and now you have Derwin James, and Chris Harris Jr. is there. And it's like, we got to play those guys twice a season. That was such a steal of a pick. I mean, going all the way to 23 right yep. there. I, I didn't like it. I liked it, but I didn't like it. The Jordan Brooks-Seattle pick confused me with Patrick Queen. Now, Seattle always does what they want to do. Um, no one was was selecting him in the first round except for Seattle. The question, though, becomes, because obviously Bobby Wagner's your middle linebacker there. And KJ Wright. And KJ, like, what do you do with Jordan Brooks? you just throw him on the outside and tell him, hey, go deal with George Kittle? Unless they're not going to pay KJ. Yeah. At the end of the season, like you have to be prepared. Those guys are getting older, but I, I don't know. That was my thing. They have so much talent up front. They don't have a whole lot of talent in the secondary. Why not? Or up front of an offensive lineman. I mean, 
Isaiah Wilson tackle from Georgia is still there. They could have got, I mean, so many other players were there. Josh Jones was there, the the big um, offensive tackle from Houston. Like, go get help. And I know they have, like, 15 offensive tackles or offensive linemen on the roster, but a first-round offensive lineman is probably better than seven or eight undrafted yeah. free agent offensive linemen. Agreed. Um, the Brandon Ayuk pick. Brandon Ayuk could be a problem. I don't like it. I don't. Yeah. He's like the one wide receiver everyone's like super pumped about that I was like, eh. He, the eh. thing about Brandon Ayuk is he could be just as good as any other receiver in the draft. He's in that group of guys like Justin Justin Simmons. Uh, Justin Jefferson? Justin Jefferson. Why do I want to say Justin Simmons? Because best safety football. <laughs> uh, like Justin Jefferson, like Jalen Rieger, like uh, Biska. That they could be just as good as the big three. Yeah. I mean, I. I'm not gonna like clown on Ayuk. It's the 25th overall pick. It's a wide receiver. Um, I think he's as good, if not better, than any other receiver they have on their roster. Yeah. Well, they traded up for him, and that's my. It's like okay. Which I don't think they needed to do that. Because <laughs> I think, regardless, unless like they had Brendan Ayuk rated really high. Yeah. And he just there's so many receivers bit. in that area that like I think are all around the same skill well, level. Well, so the thing with Ayuk is Arizona State. Not a whole. I mean, a lot of projection, but it was at Arizona State. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have quite the size of a bigger guy. He reminds me a lot of. Um, uh, and this is it's quite a compliment. Um, you're. <laughs> You're killing me here, Smalls. And Quan Bolden. Um, that's who he reminds me of. Like, and that's I mean, if that's what you get out of him, shoot, I'm 100 yeah. percent with that. I mean, he's that he's that size for me. Like, he's not not quite as small as a Steve Smith, but he's in that realm of just this jacked, fast, hard to tackle in your face type wide receiver. That works Those, for no perfect San Francisco. I mean, yeah. it's done. It'll work. I just think a guy like Denzel Mims. Denzel six, Mims went a whole lot later than I expected him to. Way later than I thought. The guy ran a 6'3", or 6'3". The guy is 6'3", <laughs> ran a 4'3", Like, incredibly fast in size. No big deal. Um, it was just, I mean, there was some picks where I was a little confused about things. Austin Jackson going in the top 20. Damon Arnett going in the top 20 to the Raiders was a weird yeah. one. Um, Jalen Rager going before Justin Jefferson made absolutely no sense to me. I'm just but, surprised he didn't get drafted more than once, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Jerry Judy falling to 15 was absolutely incredible, but I don't understand how it happened. Uh, the Jets coming away with Mackay Becton. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a boomer bust pick, right? Because Mackay Becton, I think, early is going to get beat up a lot. The thing is, he doesn't have to really worry about a lot of people in that conference. Rushing passer. I mean, he'll have to deal with Buffalo, and Buffalo can be a little bit scary because they have some pieces. Yeah. But I don't think it's too terrible. Um, like I said, there was it wasn't a whole lot of disappointment. Like so, there were some picks that I was like, okay, um, that was weird. How do you feel about Jordan Love? Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to play for the Niners next year. You think so? Yeah. That would surprise me. Yeah, I think he's done after this year. And if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Niners and they can keep that core players around, they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, like there's no. There's some people wanting him to go to Denver, and I want nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers in Denver. I don't like him. I think he's a he's a locker room problem, but because he's like one of the best quarterbacks in football, everyone knows he's a locker room problem. But they're like, why can't the other players adjust to him? And it's like, that's it's not how it works, dude. Yeah, you got fifty three people on the <laughs> roster. Have fifty two of them want to beat this. Beat yeah. this ass. <laughs> my my thing about that pick, right? Jordan Love. It's weird. 
but it sends a message to Aaron Rodgers like, hey, yeah, you can be gone if you want to be gone. The thing that weirded me out was round two, all the receivers still on the board, and they took A.J. Dillon. I don't think they care about it. I think they're trying to send a message to Aaron Rodgers, like, we want you gone. You're not getting a contract <laughs> extension. Like, I, it just, why? It weirds me out, though, because, like... Why not trade him? You're going to win with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Why not give him a weapon? Instead, you bring in another running back to with your stud rookie that ran all over that division last year. My question is... Okay, so the the Jordan Love is a move for the future, right? Mm-hmm. They think he's the next Patrick Mahomes. Can you win a Super Bowl right now with that team with Aaron Rodgers? It's possible. Yeah, but I think you're I think you're severely undergunned having to go play Kansas City. I think if they would have drafted a receiver, they'd be way better. Exactly off. right. This move was completely for the future. If that's your case, flip Aaron Rodgers for two first round picks. You're telling me right now, and I don't know. Maybe Gruden makes some weird choices. But if you called up John Gruden just before pick 12 and said, hey, we'll give you Aaron Rodgers for 12 and 19, that he wouldn't have been like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, go, yeah, just send him my way. I don't know that he would have. Just because... Well, I mean, Gruden's a little different. With the ego and the, or the Dolphins, everything he dealt with well, with Antonio Brown. Five, but... That's the thing, like, you could you could have got some picks for him. Yeah. Maybe you do. Maybe you go to I mean, the Dolphins. Still could. <laughs> Maybe that's the thing. Like you could still get some picks for him, like trade him, but I, I don't know. It was that was a weird one. I was expecting like, okay, hey, there's a chance they can go get Denzel Mims here. They yep. can go get one of those wide receivers. And they basically told Aaron Rodgers, nah, we're good. Yeah. We need a quarterback. <laughs> Cause this wasn't like taking a quarterback in the third round. Yeah, or no, into the this second. Is... This is the first round. Well, I'm pretty sure they traded up to get Jordan Love, didn't they? Because uh, I'm pretty sure they were like 28. I do believe so they traded. Yes. Yeah, it is goony. Yeah. Yeah, That's I don't know. a weird one. It was it was an odd one. I like it, though. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Like I said, there's some of the picks, the Damon Arnett and A.J. Terrell cornerback picks were a little confusing to me. I think I like Arnett more than I like Terrell, just because being opposite, well, of, yeah, we, he we got talked about that. hammered. He, yeah. He got some ball stone his way for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know. It's I hope all the picks pan out for everyone. 32 teams. Well, I hope 29 picks pan out. <laughs> I don't really care about the Chargers. The Chargers don't bug me. I hope Henry Ruggs busts. I hope Damon Arnett busts. And I hope Clyde Edwards Lair busts. <laughs> That's just me, though. Good luck on that last one. Dude. I think he's going to be a monster. <laughs> what, uh, how do we feel about this? Right, right there. So I'm coming to terms with it. I wasn't a fan of drafting a center when you... So the Saints drafted Cesar Ruiz. We have three centers on our roster already, one of which we're paying $8 million a year to sit on the bench right now because um, we uh, picked up the best center in free agency last year and he ended up not being a fit for our, deal, or our O-line. Um, you've got... Because everybody's like, oh, we'll slide Eric McCoy out to guard and replace either a pro bowler in Andrus Pete or a pro bowler in Larry Warford. I mean, I'll give you a second for him. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I, I think so. The interior of our offensive line got ripped to pieces mm-hmm. against Minnesota, right? It's a yeah. really good Minnesota defensive line, so I'm not really holding that much. Like, I'm taking it worth a grain of salt. But from what I understand, Sean Payton was really upset with the way that uh, Larry Warford played okay. against Minnesota. Yeah. So I don't know if he's going to try to trade a Pro Bowl guard for one bad playoff game? 
Maybe. Last season, including the postseason, Drew Brees got sacked eight times. I think three of which were against Minnesota that game. That's that day. Done. Eight times, though, all year. And you're about to trade one of the, We had the fifth-rated offensive line in football. And you're going to trade one of your guards for... Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. Get it. I don't get it, to pick it off. It was weird. Um, they could have gone tackle, and it probably made a little more sense. Even then, we but, got Pro Bowler yeah. and Toronto Arpsed, and then Ryan Ramchek's the best tackle in football. I, yeah. I don't... For me... This is such a solid offensive line. I think what happened was Kenneth Murray was our dude. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew Kenneth Murray was our dude. Obviously, Sandy, or LA knew Kenneth Murray was our dude. Yeah. And then when they drafted him, we went, oh, God. <laughs> I think we probably tried to trade out of it. And then when we weren't getting what we wanted to trade out of it, we were like, okay, well, we Cesar Ruiz, from what I understand, really high on our boards. He's a high, um, high IQ guy. Um, yeah. Really solid personality. Um, and from what I understand, a couple of the teams right behind us wanted him. My question is, why if you're going linebacker, if you're chasing linebacker, right? And I don't know. I don't know what the Saints board looks like. But the Saints are like, Kenneth Murray, Kenneth Murray, Kenneth And Ken Murray gets gone. How do you go from Kenneth Murray with Patrick Queen still on the board and go, you know what? Let's just get the kid from the bayou, take Queen here, make everyone in all of New Orleans and Louisiana happy, and move along. He would have immediately been everybody's favorite player. <laughs> I I don't... That was such a weird pick, because then in the third, you go get Zach Braun out of Wisconsin. Yep. And now, he fell because, I think, part, partially because of the diluted... The diluted P-sample. P-sample. Um, probably still would have been a second-round linebacker, but hey, you get him in the third. It's not that terrible of a pick. So we, over the last few years, have gotten really lucky with our late-round picks, right? We got yeah. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in the fourth round. We got Eric McCoy, I think, in the second or third um, so I'm pulling for Zach Bond, but at hey. the same time, Patrick Queen was there, and I think I would have rather gotten Patrick Queen. Oh, yeah, I think anyone would have rather got Patrick Queen over... And then try to get one of the receivers late, because our receiving group right now, Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders, Traquan Smith. Yeah. Traquan Smith caught, I think, like so, eight passes last year. So if you go right here and go Zach Braun, right? Mm-hmm. He's the 74th overall pick. So, if you were thinking wide receiver, right? Say yeah. you got Patrick Queen earlier in the draft. You still would have had available Lynn Bowden Jr., mm-hmm. Brian Edwards. Now, when the Raiders drafted Lynn Bowden Jr., I was like, oh, son of a bitch. That's my boy. <laughs> I, they're building speed over there. So is Denver, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Moss, wide or running back out of Utah, probably wouldn't be a good pick there for you. Like, you just had some Devin DuVernay. Devin DuVernay was a, still there. Like, you had some picks. Yep. You could have went and got that route. I, I don't mind. I don't, the Saints did not move the needle for me in this draft, and I feel bad, like, saying that. It's just like... So we... Neither did the Bengals, though. <laughs> Dude, to be fair, you have the number one overall pick, and one of the top picks in each round, and you grab Joe Burrow and, like, T. Higgins, and then from there, it just was like... Trash. I, I didn't like it. Like, okay, I just... Uh, Logan Wilson... I liked him out of Wyoming. Probably had some bigger needs. Antonio um, Gibson would have been great, great there. Uh, Austin Davis. That the Jets did some stuff that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, Seattle. I don't understand what Seattle's doing. They just want all the offensive linemen, okay? All the <laughs> offensive linemen. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. Akeem Gaither Sabers, another linebacker. Eh, I don't know. They just some of the names that were still on the board when they took these guys. I just didn't like. Like, right there, Logan Wilson, right? Mm-hmm. In the... Yeah, I don't know, man. Just some names. <laughs> it is. 
how do you screw these drafts up? This draft was so deep, and some of these teams, I think, I think teams are right, right? We heard the experts say, like, this is going to be more GM and scout focused yeah. than ever before. And because of no having no pro days and all that stuff. Like, you know what's funny to me about the Saints draft? What's up? So we drafted Cesar Ruiz. Fans were pissed. Yeah. Fans were pissed. And it almost feels like the Saints got, like, pressured into taking Zach Bonds. <laughs> the third round. Because the Saints, like, Saints fans were lighting them up. <laughs> so who was your, you said you had a favorite AFC and NFC draft. Mm-hmm. Who, who were they? What do you got? So my favorite AFC draft was Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Okay. I like CJ Henderson. Really like Caleb on Chase on, especially considering that Yannick Ngakwe is done in Jacksonville. Yep. Visca, like we talked about, could be just as good as any of the big three, and they got him in the second. Transcendent, yes. Uh, Devon Hamilton, really strong interior D lineman. I love Ben Barch. Um, he had a super strong senior bowl. Put on like 85 just, pounds. Dude his... just moves people, and he's going to go in there and start at guard for them and be an absolute monster. Mm-hmm. He can play tackle, too. If they need to move him outside to tackle, he can play tackle. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have the longest arms to play tackle, but he can do it. He's big, he's fast, he's athletic. He is 6'6". I'd rather see him at tackle than guard. Yeah. Um, but I think that's where he ultimately plays. I also like Shaq Quarterman. The guy's a freak. Um, ridiculously fast out of Miami. Miami's defense was bad last year. Yeah. Shaq Quarterman is similar to Kenneth Murray in my eyes in that he was really the only bright spot on that Miami defense. And the guy blew, and then obviously getting Colin Johnson in the fifth, assuming that he's healthy. Yeah. He could be just as good as anybody in the country receiver. Favorite NFC draft? Detroit. Detroit? 100% Detroit. And I'll read off. Um, so, Logan Stenberg, they got him in the fourth round. Yeah. Um, Kentucky, over the last, like, I'm four a, years. I'm a Kentucky dude. Huge run game, right? Benny Snell, yep. Lynn Bowden went for, I think, 1,200 rushing yards. That was their best lineman, and the guy is nasty. Well, they needed to replace some of it because Denver Skyped uh, Glasgow from mm-hmm. them. Um, Glenn Glasgow, he's going to be there in one of their interior pieces in Denver. And he was a solid piece last year for them. Like, losing him, they needed to replace him. And they went two guards there, back-to-back with Jonah Jackson, Logan, and Sandberg. Yeah, they're basically saying, hey, we're going to run the football. They bring in DeAndre Swift. They replace two of their guards. Both of those guards, I think, are day-one starters. Man. Obviously, Jeff Okuda was a duh pick. Well, yeah, you couldn't pass on Jeff Okuda. So I bookmarked a tweet. Um, according to Pro Football Focus, and obviously Pro Football Focus isn't the end-all be-all when it comes to football, but they know their stuff. Um, if Twitter will load. I have a slight problem with Pro Football Focus. They tend to rate people higher or lower. They don't. They almost don't watch game tape. It's all analytics. It's all analytics. It's based off... So Garrett Bowles gets ranked fairly high from mm-hmm. time to time, uh, even though he has one of the worst penalty rates. But he also doesn't allow quarterback sacks a whole hell of a lot, yeah. and he doesn't allow pressures a whole hell of a lot. So according to but, Pro Football Focus, but because he also holds on every play, he de- because he holds, he doesn't allow sacks, <laughs> right? He doesn't yeah. allow pressures. So you don't see those ones add up, and they don't look at the game tape and go, "Well, yeah, I mean, the dude's really terrible at playing tackle." Let's make him worse Brando than he Jockney is. Brandon he's the greatest like, pro it's, <laughs> it's it's not they're not they can get players right like when you the duh picks right like Julio Jones and those guys Chris Harris Jr. You look at him and go oh, okay these guys are highly ranked but pro football focus you go in and look at the game tape and go okay these guys are elite there's nothing wrong with them yeah but when they rank 
kind of a weird name up there. You're like, well, why? You see these numbers. Okay, you look at the game tape, and it's like, yeah, something's not adding up here. <laughs> it's it's all analytics with yeah. Pro Football Focus. So according to Pro Football Focus, though, um, Detroit got the best corner in the draft, the mm-hmm. best running back in the draft, the best tight end in the draft, the second best guard, the fourth best edge rusher in Julian Aquara, and the fourth best guard, as well as the eighth best interior D lineman. Who did they draft a tight end? Uh, Cole. Uh, it's not on here, so. I thought they got Cole Kmet. Oh God, no! Cole Kmet was. Cole. Kmet. He might. Have gone. I don't know. Bears. Oh, I was wrong. Yeah. Then I don't know who they drafted at tight end. Yeah, I don't know. See, it's some profile by focus is a little weird. <laughs> no, I don't have anything wrong with this draft. Um, it was a very, I mean, it's a very solid draft. But I think through their first four or five picks, they got five starters. Yeah. So I'm gonna be a little biased here, and I, I don't try to be biased on this podcast because a lot of times I hate John Elway. Um. <laughs> I firmly believe Denver walked away with, to me, at least the best draft in the AFC. Um, because they filled major needs mm-hmm. all over the board. We needed help for Drew Locke on offense side of the ball. We needed wide receivers. We needed tight ends. We get Jerry Judy. Arguably, you can say he's not the best, but he is among one of the three best wide receivers yeah, in this three. draft. There he is. KJ Hamler ran a 4-2-7-40. This dude wasn't just a straight-line speed guy. He ran gadget plays, kick returns. Very small, but very fast. Like, yeah. and hard to tackle. Michael Amuji out of oh, Iowa, 4-4-5-40. So he can run with the best of them, because if you're thinking about it, well, 4-4-5 slow. Jerry Judy ran a 4-4-5. Chad Johnson ran a 4-5-6. 4-4-5, you're staying with anybody. You're, you're, you may you're, not be running with Tyreek Hill, Hill, but, but you're, you're running with, with most. Right. But he's also 6'1 and 200 pounds. He's a little grabby, but he's a physical corner. He likes, to come, on. <laughs> he likes to come up, and he likes to hit in run support. He can get a little... Uh, I think the word somebody else used was excited when he comes up to hit, because he comes to lay the wood. He doesn't wrap up, <laughs> but he comes to lay the wood, and when he does that, if you don't wrap up, guys can tend to bounce off. He yeah. has a big enough corner that when he hits, guys don't generally bounce off, but he comes in excited, and he kind of misses a little bit. He doesn't yeah. whiff. He comes in to go hits, and he just took a bad angle, and he's, okay, kind of like, flipped the juke stick too early, right? Flipped the <laughs> hit stick. But he's long. Um, he doesn't, he's more of a, a batter than a receiver, and that's kind of why he plays cornerback. He doesn't catch a whole lot of passes. Now, he did have some interceptions, but a lot of it's knockdowns, which I'm fine with. Yeah. If you're knocking the ball down, it's still a pass yeah. deflection. You don't need to get the interception. The biggest one of all of these for me, outside of Jerry Judy, was Lloyd Cushenberry. Dude's championship team. He was yep. a starting center. He is one of the most important positions in a championship team. And he held it down. And for the longest time, he was considered the top center of this entire draft. And he slid a little bit. I think part of that has to do with um, a little bit injury, a little bit injury issues. But he also was kind of one of those names, like Lloyd Cushenberry, Lloyd Cushenberry, Lloyd Cushenberry. And then a guy like Cesar Ruiz has a little bit better of a season, and it just moves you down a notch. We we fixed our offense in one draft. Now Drew Locke's still got to be the quarterback. If Drew Locke's not that guy, not that guy, it's not going to help. But you have all the pieces, yeah. right? So I read a stat 
that's a little bit ridiculous. I don't know how many times it's happened. Every eligible offensive player yeah. <laughs> from LSU is either on a roster or was drafted because uh, Thad Moss didn't get drafted. He went to mm-hmm. the Redskins as an, as, excuse me, as an undrafted free agent, but their other tight end was drafted. Yeah, they everyone that was eligible to come out this year ended up on an NFL team with Absolutely this draft ridiculous. or undrafted. Um, McKelvin Aguim, not my favorite pick, um, but big run stuffer from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude can just get in there and eat. You got to have those guys. Yeah. Um, Denver's got a pretty solid front seven. We needed more linebacker help. That's kind of I, w- I would prefer to go a linebacker somewhere in here, and we didn't get one until Justin Sternad out of Wake Forest in the fifth. He's kind of a, a lesser man's Danny Trevathan. With a fifth-round pick, though, you're not really looking at a guy that's going to no. come in and start for you anyways. You're looking at, a, okay, we might find a gem here. Yeah, exactly. Um. Albert Okawainabom. Albert O, the big O. <laughs> this dude has me so excited. Now, he went to the fourth in the fourth for a reason. Um, he's not a route runner. He is just kind of a big body. He's a power forward, right? He's the yeah. quintessential football basketball player, right? You think of that, you say, oh, this guy played basketball. You think of, like, Antonio Gates. He's yeah. more Julius Thomas than he is Antonio Gates. He's 6'5". 255 pounds. They, they have him light on here. Some of his measurements are above 260 pounds. That's disgusting. And he ran a 4 4 9 40. Like, the dude is just to go up there and catch footballs in the red zone and be like, yep, this is my ball. Thank you. Well, and the thing about that pick for me is that, like, what do you have to lose on it? You have no offense regardless. Exactly. We, yeah. have, <laughs> we, have, we have no offense. We have Cortland Sutton. We have Jerry Judy. We have KJ Hamler. Like, we have all these other pieces. Albert O is just a mismatch for somebody. If he doesn't pan out, it was a fourth-round pick, wash away. My favorite part about that pick, though, was that Elway called to Drew Locke before the pick and said, what do you know about Albert O? And Drew Locke said, I love him. He was my favorite target at Mizzou. I love the guy. He's going to get 145 catches next year. (laughs) And Elway goes, that's all we needed. Hung up the phone, called Albert O and said, hey, we're getting ready to pick you. Are you excited? Talk to Drew. Drew said you're the guy. Welcome to Denver. Hung up the phone. Put in the card. Hey. That's a GM telling a second-year player, calling a second-year quarterback and going, what do you know about this guy? And Elway going, or Locke going, I love him. And Elway going, cool, hangs up someone. That's Elway going, Drew Locke, you're our guy. Like, yeah. you, that's no other way about They're not going to call up, they're not going to call up the third-string quarterback and go, what do you know about this guy? He's good? <laughs> you want him on team? We got him. Okay, like, that's your dude. Do you think Drew Locke is confident right now, or do you think he's nervous? Like, oh shit, this is all on me. <laughs> no, I, I don't know that Drew Locke knows how to be nervous. Yeah? I think Drew Locke is the most confident person you've ever seen in the NFL. Like, well, we saw you've seen the, the sidelines. <laughs> exactly. Like, he just does his stuff. Like, he's he's kind of the... He's kind of that... He, you know, he's not Jimmy G playboy, like, you know, looking, but he is kind of the GQ, good-looking guy. He's got the nice, hot girlfriend. He comes from a family that's well-off. He's... He's obviously a NFL quarterback. Yeah. He has no lack of confidence. Like, the only thing going to stop Drew Locke is himself. Like, I don't think they're going to put anything bad. Because they had a really bad offense last year until Drew Locke came in. Yeah. And it was still a bad system. And Drew Locke's like, I'm going 4 and one and throwing 12 touchdowns and 3 interceptions. And we're going to go ahead and rifle off on a season run here. I hope Drew Locke's the dude. Me too. Because I think the NFL is <laughs> a better place when, when especially... Because Kansas City kind of ran away with that division. They kind of ran away with the entire yeah. year. The NFL is a better place when, one, divisions are competitive. 
Mm-hmm. And two, when the team that runs the division isn't just running the division. You know well, what I mean? Denver ran the division for so long. Denver is considered NFL royalty as far as win percentage and all that stuff yeah. goes. They're amongst the best. They've had a down four seasons. We've seen some bad quarterback play. It feels like we've been in this rut, and there's been other teams that are like, you guys, we've been in ruts since we started as a franchise. <laughs> I think Drew Locke comes in, and I hope, because Paxton Lynch wasn't the guy, and Brock Osweiler wasn't the guy. I was like, we need somebody. You got your hopes up so high so many times. The best quarterback we've had since Peyton Manning was Trevor Simeon. I mean, it's had Joe Flacco. Uh, I hate Joe Flacco. Okay. Then we had this uh, Matui pick. This guy from guard from Fresno State, he's our interior line is set because of Lloyd Cushenberry. We have um, Glasgow and we have Reisner from last year. Like our our three up front, we need help on the tackles. I'm not sold on um, Jones or uh, James. Sorry, our tackle mm-hmm. on the right side just because he was hurt so much last year. Jawan James, and then I'm never going. I don't care if Garrett Bowles goes on to like seven consecutive Pro Bowls and makes the Hall of Fame. He's still Garibalds. Like, I don't yeah. trust him. That's just what it is. So the thing about the offensive line for me, I think you got to have seven guys minimum, mm-hmm. right? Because you got to have a guy, if one of your tackles goes down, you can throw in there, or a guy you can slide from yeah. guard and then plug somebody in there. So I love late-round offensive line picks because it's it's just an insurance policy. Exactly. If your left guard goes down. I'm not, I'm not upset about this pick because at Fresno State, he was a tank. He is a little injury-prone, but the thing is, if he is just your reserve guard, and he comes in, and you you know he's playing right guard for three games while Reisner gets healthy. Perfect, fantastic. I'm that guy's just got to play good enough, right? The the Saints. Yeah. We for a long time it was uh, Senio Calamete was our sixth guy. Yeah. And we'd plug him in. He'd play good enough, and then unfortunately when his contract was up, he went to Houston. But like for that sixth guy on your offensive line, you just have to be good enough to go yeah. in and not look and horrible. And he's n- he's not going to cost shit being in the sixth round. Yeah, exactly. Tyree Cleveland, I didn't really care for this pick. He's going to end up on our practice squad if not cut. He's a pretty quick wide receiver from Florida. Not a whole lot to talk about him. Florida's passing game was atrocious. Florida as a whole was atrocious last year. Oh, they did have three wide receivers go in this draft, though. Mm-hmm. None of them, I think, had over like 600 yards on the year, which is a little crazy. My favorite Denver pick, all of them right here, Derek Tunska. <laughs> I was so excited about this pick because I did that little feature on our page about yep. uh, about him, and I was like, at in the round, I was like, in the sixth round, I was like, come on, Denver, just draft him, just draft <laughs> Pull him, the just draft him, and he's like seven, and I was actually away from home, uh, I can't remember exactly where I was at, I think it was at Walmart, and I was walking with my girlfriend, he was walking with Sarah, and I like jumped for joy, it was like, Denver drafts Derek Tunza, <laughs> North Dakota State, seventh round, and I was like, what, 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 they did it, they did it! <laughs> Like, this guy is nothing but pure upside. He's an FCS player. Um, he destroyed the FCS last year. I mean, yep. dominated them. He's the best pass rusher in in that in in you know kind of that division, lower division of football. Um, seventh round pick. If he doesn't pan out, he doesn't pan out. But he's also a guy that thinks capable of double double digit sacks. They're going to play him at outside linebacker, um, which is fair because I just think a DN with no with no immediate, like, rush, he's just going to get manhandled. He's got to yeah. have a step. He's going to come in, and he's going to back up Vaughn Miller and and um, Bradley Chubb. He's going to have no pressure to perform, so he's just going to learn from Vaughn Miller. Vaughn Miller holds that invite camp every year where he brings the best pass rush of the NFL together. 
He's going to get to go to that next summer, probably after the season, if things don't go back to normal. And he's going to get to go work out with Cleo Mack, Vaughn Miller, Chandler Jones, Bradley Chubb, and go, oh, that's what makes all these guys pro bowlers. <laughs> like, let me take some of that up. Like, he gets to just go work with a Hall of Fame, off or Hall of Fame outside linebacker, and get to work off that. Tunska might never do anything, but I also think he's a guy that's a rotational piece where you're talking like. Just six sacks, yeah, maybe here just and there. Go get it. Like, just have fun, you know. So I'm excited about that. That pick. Um, that one for me was the best, the best draft in the the uh, the entire AFC, and it's a little biased, but I think just what they did to play with Kansas City. Yeah. Because the Chargers, the Chargers went after it as we need to defend Kansas City. Denver went at it and said you can't defend Kansas City. You just got to play Kansas City's game. Same with the Raiders. The Raiders did the same thing. They just don't have a quarterback right now, I don't think. Um, but Lynn Bowden Jr. Um, just throw him in a quarterback. Rugs, dude. Well, that's the thing. And they have Mariota. Mariota can run some trick plays here and there. The Brian Edwards pick out of South Carolina is pretty nasty. Like They all got speed, and they were just like, we're going to put up points. we got to score 30 points when we play Kansas City. I think, so when you look at it, I think it goes two ways, right? I think you're either trying to build around the San Francisco model, Yes. Or you're trying to build around the Kansas City model. I think the Chargers tried to go San Francisco, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to build that defense up and then offensively get playmakers. Yeah. And then obviously Denver went the other way. They're like, hey, we want to score 56 a game. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's and I think that's what you have to do. Um, I do think the Cowboys, as much as I hate to say it, were my favorite NFC draft. Round one, two, and three. like <laughs> that. Those first three picks were just so... So perfect, and it was look at that six yep. two six two six two. I like that. Uh, CD Lamb in the first. Now he's your second wide receiver, and he was one of the tops in the NFL. Congratulations! Any team that did that, right? Mm-hmm. Denver had Cortland Sutton, and just now gave Jerry Judy out there, so it, it eases the burden of Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Well, Mark Cooper is one of the better wide receivers in football, and now you just give him CD Lamb to ease the pressure there a little bit. Like, cool. Yep. You get some secondary help. We were both saying they needed secondary help. We both had him taking safeties. Yep. But cornerback is just as good. Neville Gilmore, an absolute run-stuffing monster up the middle. They're going to need that because uh, everyone's got to stop the run. You yep. can't If you don't have a run-stuffer, you're not playing things right. I don't know much about Reggie Robinson. I do know a whole hell of a lot about Tyler Biotish. Um, again, was another one of those top-tier centers. Kind of gets hurt. Falls in the draft. They're losing Travis Frederick. Insert Tyler Biotish. Yep. Walk away from it. Have fun. <laughs> um, they always need pass rush help. Getting a guy like Bradley and I um, to pair behind Lawrence. Congratulations. You're just getting more more pressure to it. I, I couldn't be more excited about these guys. The Dallas Cowboys have no reason not to run away with that division next year. The Redskins did not do all that much, in my opinion. The Eagles did absolutely atrocious things in my opinion and it's, I like Jalen Hurts though well, for whatever like I like the pick I love Jalen Hurts they just made weird picks <laughs> right no get, having a guy like Jalen Hurts if Carson Wentz goes out can help you right he's yeah. a capable I thought he I had said at the beginning of the year now obviously I'm way the fuck off because things happened <laughs> but I said Oklahoma was going to have back to back to back Heisman winners and first overall picks with Jalen Hurts didn't happen, but... To be fair, nobody could have seen Joe Burrow doing what Joe Burrow did. <laughs> nobody could have seen that coming. But, you know, the Giants... Other than Joe Burrow. The Giants, Andrew Thomas, mm-hmm. they, the smartest pick in my opinion, right? That mm-hmm. was the safest tackle to take. 
they need a safe tackle. They didn't need a guy like Beckton to come in and maybe be good, maybe be bad. They needed a guy that go, you're a tackle for 10 years. Yep. Protect Daniel Jones, please and thank you. <laughs> Xavier McKinney, they're going to pair him in the back, and that's going to be, they're going to have a really good back end. Yep. Um, Matt Pert, tackler of Connecticut, he jumped, jumped up. A lot of people saw him going in the second. Sweet. He's going to be there to compete with uh, Thomas and uh, guys on the right side. Other than that, that's kind of it. For that's it, too. right? Like, eh. and you never know. Cam Jordan and and Carter Coughlin, they might turn into the two greatest linebackers to ever play football. I doubt it. But could happen. Hey, it could happen. <laughs> they really beefed up their front line for Saquon and, and Daniel Jones, which is yeah, all... I'm 100 percent okay with that if I'm a Giants fan. Oh yeah, I mean everyone should be. Um, the Redskins, I just Antonio Gibson, I liked this pick because he can play mm-hmm. wide receiver and running back. Mm-hmm. But that's Antonio Galdi-Golden out of Liberty. I'm pretty sure Antonio Galdi-Golden... He's a monster. When he went to the Combine, though, he his numbers were lower than anybody had ever seen at the Combine. Well, the thing is, he is a tank. He's a big dude. But, yeah, he's not... He, he, I don't know. They just... I'm not sold on Dwayne Haskins because I don't know if Dwayne Haskins wants to play football. See, I love Dwayne Haskins. I'm not sold on Darius Geis. Yeah, they need you to have... back. Well, they have Adrian Peterson. I know what everyone says. Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson, if he would have finished, so he didn't have 1,000 yards this year. He had 800-some-odd yards. Mm-hmm. Or it was like 897, right? Um, the year before, he had 1,000. He ran 241 carries. I looked at this the other day. It's like 240 carries. He had 211 last year. On his yards per carry, if he had just got 230 carries, he would have broke 1,000 yards. How old is Adrian Peterson? Adrian Peterson old as that. He's got to be like... But the thing is, he's still carrying the football, and he's he's still averaging like he averaged like four point six yards a carry last year. Yeah, I just so obviously love Adrian Peterson. Yeah, yeah. of our generation, the greatest running back. Yeah, of our I mean we got we caught the tail end of Ladainian Tomlinson. Oh, teams, but Adrian Peterson for us is our goaded running back. But he's thirty five years old. Yes, Darius Geis is a walking broken leg. Yes. I think you. They should have grabbed it. Like it was a draft. It was so deep. At Anyone, back. Jonathan Taylor, anybody. Zach and Moss was there late. When did Zach Moss go? Like third, 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 third fourth, round. third round. Yeah, past the Saints pick in the third round. Yeah, like. Well, that's my say. It's like Antonio Gibson will play wide receiver slash running back. He'll be a gadget guy. But it's like, you hit you hit a home run here. The only reason you get a, anything above a C in this draft is because of Chase Young. Yeah, you get Young. a pass for Chase Young. Like Chase Young, Antonio Gibson. I will give you that. And then that, the, the rest of it, I, I just yeah. don't know. And then we're going to finish talking about the Eagles real quick. We'll take a quick break and come back. But the Eagles in that division. Jalen Rager, loved it, mm-hmm. right? He's, I mean, Jeff, uh, Justin Jefferson, probably the better pick. But, hey, they got speed. Jalen Hurts, he's probably going to be a gadget guy for a little bit here and there. you got to figure out how to get him on there. Davion Taylor out of uh, Colorado, solid linebacker. This dude was chasing down Pac-12 running backs. That's yep. not an easy thing to do at that level. But, I mean, the rest of it, it's, it just wasn't like... I like Kevon like... Wallace, though. I like that pick, especially getting him as late as they did. I know safety, like, it wasn't a great safety class. Yeah. But I like getting Kevon Wallace in the fourth. Getting Prince Tega Wanahago, can't ever pronounce it. Prince Tega, <laughs> who a lot of people thought might be a second-round pick all the way in the sixth. Yeah. Hey, it's going to work out for him probably, right? I just, I don't know. Something about their draft. It's just the 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 Cowboys have no excuse not to get 10 wins next season and walk away with that division. They just, they just don't. Um, 
But yeah, I that was my favorite, sorry. <laughs> uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come right back. We're running long. All right, we're back. So we were just looking at some of the other draft picks. We know we're kind of rambling. Uh, we First of all, I want to say thank you to the like three people that tuned into our little draft coverage on Facebook. I enjoyed doing that. It was a little rough when it got quick, though. I was oh, like, oh, yeah, shit, dude. <laughs> I'm, like, halfway through typing my thing about the guy, and they're already, like, I, like pick 12, and then it's already pick 14, and I'm like, fuck, dude. I, I stole my dad's laptop, and was just, like, when they came out, I was, like, type it out, slam it down. <laughs> uh, so, did you have a favorite late-round pick, like, of anyone? So, I do. Mine's biased. And it's only because I know the story behind it. Um, so round seven, the Saints traded back in. I think it was pick 240. Um, and we drafted Tommy Stevens out of Mississippi State. He's the guy that came out and said he wanted to be the next Taysom Hill. Okay. Um, he had already called the Carolina Panthers and agreed to go to them as an undrafted free agent. <laughs> and Sean Payton caught Her. wind of that. It was like, nah. And traded back into the seventh round to draft him so he wouldn't go to Carolina. That's dope. <laughs> also, side note, um, the NFL let out a press release saying, hey, you can only have Pepsi products on your desk during the draft. You could also only have Mars products on your desk during the draft. Sean Payton had Twizzlers on his desk because fuck the NFL. Sean Payton also had a Coke on his desk because fuck the NFL. Sean Payton also had a Dr. Pepper on his desk. Because fuck the NFL. I don't know if I like Sean Payton anymore. Yeah, I love Sean Payton. I'm all about Pepsi. He probably loves Pepsi too, but when he gets to throw shots at the NFL, he's going to do it. Um, I don't know that I had a super favorite late round pick. Um, they said the Tunsa pick was one of my favorites just because I knew the guy. Mm -hmm. um, let's get back here. Let me take a quick look-see. There was so many <clears throat> so many sad like stories. Like They were really trying to like bring the heart feels this year. Like the guy whose dad drowned when he was a kid, and then his yeah. brother got struck by light. I was like, why would, <laughs> why would you guys share that? Like, why would his mom allow him to do anything? Yeah, bubble wrap that man. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not funny to make fun of it. It's like, holy shit. Like this. Well, then like in the first round, they were talking about a guy whose dad got hit by a car on the side of the highway, and I'm like, man, that that's the same story. Yeah, Cesar, LaVisca Chanel had the same thing. His dad got hit by yeah. a car on the side of the highway this. and died. And it's like, it's like, everyone's parents is like, my dad survived growing up. That's why I'm not in the NFL. I, apparently, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how it is. <laughs> my dad didn't. <laughs> my dad got shot twice, <laughs> hung on to life. Um, let's see. Yeah, I'm not seeing a whole lot of guys that I was like super pumped about looking. Isaiah Hodgins, no. Um, said one of my favorite picks of this entire draft came in the third round. And had everything to do with Austin Davis going to the Jets. Like, this guy, the Jets got an absolute mauler. Yeah. Like, this guy's going to come in and just... He reminds me of uh, Harrison Smith. Like, the Jets... If if he turns out to be anything like Harrison Smith, the Jets get an all-pro safety. Well, on top of the fact that they have arguably the best safety in well, the league exactly. already. He's going to play with Jamal Adams. Like, he's going to be... This guy is... Jamal Adams is the in the box, just go take it a wall, you know, take the ball away from the quarterback. As he's trying to hand it off, you just yeah. take it the other way. <laughs> like he's a superb inside linebacker who just happens to be as fast as a safety. And then you get a guy like Austin Davis who loves to come up and hit people, but he's rangy and athletic like a Harrison Smith. And that would be my comparison for him. It's like, hey, you now have Harrison Smith light playing with Jamal Adams. Like he's going to be tested, Austin Davis is, but 
He's also safety, so it's not like he's being manned up with a corner the entire time. Like, just go out, play deep, and have fun. Yeah. And I mean, I I think he's gonna have a, I think he's gonna have a good good career. I hope so because the dude's a baller. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. What did the Jags do? Let's go look at the Jaguars. Because I don't know that we looked at their draft. Yeah, that was my AFC pick. That's right. Yeah, that's a solid solid draft. Lavisca. Where did Mims go? I think Mims went to the Jets. Did he? Let's go look at the Jets. Let's go look at the Jets. No. Oh, he did. Yeah, look at that. Right there. Yeah. That's. I also really like Michael Piran. Guy was a monster at Florida. Absolute tank. Let's go see what the Super Bowl champions did. But uh, bear with us, guys. We're just rambling at this point. If you're still here, you know what (laughs) this is about. (laughs) The Chiefs. Uh, Willie Gay's a beast. Lucas Niang from TCU's tackle. It's strong. They didn't have a whole lot of picks. They didn't need a they, whole lot. <laughs> first three picks, well, they don't have a whole lot to spend on them. <laughs> They're like, you get $7. <laughs> Come play linebacker. And you have a chance to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> what about the, the Baltimore Ravens? The Baltimore. I think they arguably got the steal of the first round with Patrick Queen dropping all the yeah. way to 28. And then they got J.K. Dobbins to pair with uh, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be... And Justice Winslow. I don't know the guy's name. I think it, I know his first name is Justice. Who? Uh, their other back. Or oh, they're their running back. Uh-huh. Devin Duvernay, another little slot speedy guy. Yeah, they got some. They got a bunch of guards. You know, they didn't want to lose anyone there. Um. Yeah, uh, not a great draft, but not a bad draft. Where was the Tennessee Titans? Now Justice Hill. Somebody told me the Tennessee Titans knew their identity. After this draft, and it was Derrick Henry, <laughs> and so I'm curious. Isaiah Wilson tackle Georgia, yes. Christian Fulton to j- pair with. Uh, yep. Um, the guy whose name we can never remember. Oh, it's uh, Jackson. Um, Adore. Adore Jackson. Adore Jackson. Yeah, looking at these. Cole McDonald. I don't like Cole McDonald. I don't trust Hawaii players. Sorry, <laughs> not Period. not not players. <laughs> From the state of Hawaii and not Hawaiian born players. Players just that played at Hawaii. At Hawaii, right? <laughs> like, they just, I don't know. Colt Brennan never panned out. Uh, Ashley Lee was a first round pick by the Broncos way back in the day, never panned out. I just don't trust him. I always pick him on NCAA 14 to try to make him good, but everything about him sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, that wasn't an overall great draft for a team that needed some help. Yeah, I don't know, man. See what the Niners did? The Niners needed some help. Niners. Javon Kinlaw, Brandon Ayuk, another tackle, Colton McKivitz, Charlie Warner. Yeah, I don't... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a... When you only have five picks and... You gotta make or, them count. Yeah, and three of them are the fifth round and beyond. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> They should have traded. They should have traded back out, but I mean, this is what it is. I mean, it's not terrible. I wouldn't have traded up to get Brandon Ayuk, especially with Mims still on the board. Yep. I'd have seen what happened. Listen, KJ Hamler was there. Like they could have got a guy, and they traded back out and had a couple extra picks. You know, three or four here. Yep. Um, to get better. We'll see. I want to go back to this one because I want to look at this real quick and see what your thought is. So, Denver had tried to trade up with Seattle. Mm-hmm. to draft Patrick Queen. They were going to give up 
Um, it would have been, I believe, this pick, 83. Pick, f uh, and that pick there, four, and their second pick. So we would have got Queen and Jerry Judy, but we would have lost Hamler, Cushenberry, and Alberto. No? And I'm the same way. I'm like, I, wouldn't I, do it. I like the idea, and this is, it's hindsight's 2020, but I like the idea of having KJ Hamler, yeah. Wood Cushenberry, and Alberto. So I had read, and I know I, I texted you this in the in our group chat, that the Raiders yes. were willing to trade Jacksonville number 19 overall for Yannick Ngakwe. The Jacksonville was like, nah, 12 or nothing. Dude, how do you not, Jacksonville just take that trade? Just, you get three first rounders. Yes. And you get rid of a guy that doesn't want to be there. Doesn't want to be there. Like, what do you... I don't know. Even if I'm the Raiders, I'm almost like, okay, probably give up 12. It's still 19 and you get Yannick and Godway. But I think the Raiders, though, they were like, hey, dude, if... Yeah. If Henry Ruggs is there, we're pulling the... Like, it doesn't matter. who. If Joe Burrow's on the board at 12, we're taking Henry Ruggs. Yeah. No, I think that was there, dude. I just... I, I think... How, do the, how does Jacksonville jack up that bad, right? It, the thing about Jacksonville is they historically struggle to keep players there, right? Jalen Ramsey leaves. Well, it's all a management thing. Like, yeah. it, a lot of it, like, they're not winning, they're not getting the right picks, right? You can go all the way back when they drafted Blake Bortles. That was stupid. And they rolled with Blake Bortles way longer than they should have. <laughs> yeah. Like, they just, they couldn't keep pieces together. They're allowing guys like Jalen Ramsey to ruin a team for far too long before trading him. Yeah. I don't know. It just... Even for me, like, I liked Blake Bortles. I wanted Blake Bortles to succeed. But after year two, I was like, do something else. Anything else. <laughs> like... Well, that's the thing. They went Blaine Gabbert, and we're like, oh, Gabbert's a dude. And they're like, nah, let's go Blake Bortles. And you're like, draft? Like, somebody from a Power 5 conference for fucking once yeah. at quarterback, right? And I know people, Blaine Gabbert played in Missouri, it's Power 5. Drew Locke played for Missouri, but... Be real, guys. It's Missouri, like yeah. It's not like it's if Drew Lock pans if Drew Lock pans out for Missouri, he's the best quarterback to play for Missouri ever. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's yeah, Jacksonville. If I'm if I'm at nineteen, if I'm Jacksonville, I'm sitting there like I have my pick. And I'm like, yes, we're good. Let's right. go. They already had nine and so at nine you grabbed Henderson, right? Yep, like the pick nine twenty. They get. You, you would get 19, so at, at 9, mm -hmm. you're like, okay, Henderson, Raiders call you up and say, hey, we got 19. We want Enoch and Gakwe. I'm Jacksonville, I'm like, yes, because now, hindsight, 2020, you get, you get the 19th pick, you still get Clavion Chase on, and you have a chance to get any number of, which they probably take at 19 and go, hell yeah, dude. Let's get him 19. And then after 19, you still have... I mean, Jalen Rager, if you need another wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, Kenneth Murray, Cesar yeah. Reese. Like, you had Patrick Queen was there, like we talked about. You had the ability to add so much talent to a talent-deprived get. You, you got Visca. Yep. Visca might not be healthy. You don't know. You have DJ Chark. You could have got Justin Gardner Jefferson. Gardner Minshew can't throw at DJ Chark 300 times. He cannot do it. He needs somebody. Get Justin Jefferson. Get him another target. Agreed. Like, anything. I just don't... I don't understand what Jacksonville thinks they're doing. I don't I don't think anyone understands <laughs> what they think they're doing. I don't get what Tony Khan is... Like, Tony Khan 
likes to make fun of Yuni Kangakwe and be like, oh, you're driving your own price down. But I'm like, dude, you are driving his price down by... Like, you saw the tweets. Tony Khan didn't help at all. No. <laughs> dude, you're going to get a second or third round pick for him at this point. Maybe. Maybe. Because he's not going to play. I don't think Yuni Kangakwe is going to play, and I don't think he's bugged by it. I think he's going to go, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to sign my franchise tender. It's not happening. Yeah. I'm not playing. It hurts out. He's got to pay some fines and some stuff. Eventually, you're going to get to a point where you're like, your team is 2-8, and eight, and you're like, oh, shit, we need something. And a team calls and says, a team like Kansas City calls. I think it's going to be Houston. They're going to call and be like, hey, we've got a fourth string <laughs> running back, and we we traded our best we'll, receiver away for a bag of chips. We will give you Deshaun Watson for you need to away. <laughs> if I'm that pick, I'm like, Jags are like, yeah, yeah, throw in a first and you got a deal. <laughs> Sean in the first for Unic. <laughs> but no, because it will be. It'll be like the Chiefs are going to need pass rush help at the end of the year. And like midway through the season, they'll be like, you guys are trash. Um, we'll give you a third for him. And they're going to be like, well, we need to get something for him. We got to get something for him, right? Yeah. I don't think anyone's looking to deal with Jacksonville. I think they're looking at Jacksonville like, like they're looking at Bill O'Brien. Like, you guys are morons. Because the story comes out that they offer a team offered you the 19th and it wasn't good enough. I'm for a guy that doesn't want to play for you. Like, it's, it's not going to happen. No one's going to give up the first overall pick. No one's going to give up a future fifth. Now, next year's draft is going to be a little goofy looking. We don't know. Um, somebody might go, you know what? I don't know that the talent's going to be there next year. We'll give you the 10th overall pick. Or, you know, our, our pick. We're presumed to have the 10th overall pick next year. We'll give you our pick, our first round pick next year for Yannick. Sure, it happens. Now, maybe that team goes and gets, like, the 30th pick and... It's a shitty class anyway. Yeah. But I don't it's such a bad move. Um Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what Jacksonville's doing. I'm curious on that note of the supplemental draft. Do you know much how the supplemental draft works? Because I know a lot of people don't. To an extent. Even hard football fans don't understand how it works. So you would have the same draft priority that you have this year. Bengals first, Redskins second, Lions third, so on and so forth. Yeah. The same rounds apply minus comp picks. You don't have like a comp pick formula in there. So basically how the draft happened this year minus comp picks is how the supplemental draft will lay out. Obviously there isn't going to be 250 plus players going in it. Rarely does more than five or six go. Yeah. Um, but it does happen. This year's a little different because the NCAA, NCAA hasn't firmly said how they're going to handle eligibility going forward. Yeah. Some people inside those rooms believe that uh, players that will be a junior this year and lose their eligibility might be given a chance to jump into the draft early. Now, they could jump into the supplemental draft if that happens. If they're, okay, you know what, we're going to allow you to depart early with a year of eligibility. So you're going to, we'll forego this year, you're allowed to go in as a sophomore. Freshmen couldn't go, normally sophomores can go, but juniors could. So a guy like Dylan Moses out of Alabama, who's the number one ranked linebacker next year, chose to return to his senior year of football for Alabama. Yeah. They might not have a season. So Dylan Moses can go, well, crap, I made a bad decision. Let me enter the supplemental draft. There's a lot of people thinking a lot of players that went back for their senior seasons are going to go, you know what? I want to come back out. Yeah. There are some people believing that the NCAA and the NFL might come to some sort of agreement where they say, okay, we will allow guys in the right circumstance to forego their junior year as well to enter the draft. Do you see, if you're the Saints, right, and you have your pick, right, down here, 24, if Dylan Moses is there, 
do you take it? Because here's the deal what happens when you take him at 24 right now. You lose your first round pick in the 2021 draft. Drew Brees has got one year left in him. Why not? Well, that's, well, that's the thing. So, like, Trevor Lawrence. If Trevor Lawrence declares, do the Redskins at number two, if, if they allow? Now, I don't know if Trevor Lawrence can. They haven't decided on the yeah. state of that nature, and that was only a rumor. But if Trevor Lawrence declared, is allowed to declare for the supplemental draft, do the Bengals go, you know what? We take a shot at him and give up your first overall pick next year. You have Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence fighting. You could trade one of them. Yeah. Before I, the season starts. Yeah. I. <laughs> Do your, the Redskins take it? Because the thing is, you also have to put a priority card in, right? Mm. So say you're the, eh, say you're the Denver Broncos, and we want Dylan Moses, right? Like that's our guy. Dylan Moses is our guy next year. He's coming supplemental draft. You have to inform the NFL. We want to take him with the fifteen, our, our first round pick in the supplemental draft, and put your card. If the Chargers say the same thing, you don't get Dylan Moses because it did just go down the line. Like, yeah. Pip, pip, oh, Chargers here first. They want Dylan Moses. Sorry, Denver, do you want anyone else in the first? No, keep going through the list. It's a weird way they do it, but, I mean, they said there could be a lot of players this year that could come out that originally were going to come out in 2021 draft. See, it's tough right now, especially with everything being up in the air. Yes. Because, like, they were talking about eligibility, like, seniors that stuck around them mm-hmm. and played and ended up not getting there. Exactly. Their full year, not necessarily football, because obviously they played their full yeah, year. Yeah, but like basketball. But stuff. they were talking about giving them an extra year of eligibility, but then it would be on the schools whether or not they wanted to give them an extra year on scholarship. Exactly. So it, it's, I don't know, that's tough. Not necessarily for football because they, they got their full year, so it doesn't really matter for them until unless it affects the upcoming season. But everything's weird right now. It's <laughs> I want to see all the guys at four... That went, that four went the draft this year for their senior year to enter the supplemental draft. I want them, because I don't think the NFL is going to abide by much rules. I think the NFL might play without fans, but I think that's about it. I think the yeah. NFL says, hey, we're playing 16 games, we're even, having a 17-game season, we're doing a full playoffs with the extra games. Even with no fans, like, I don't, I'm not a fan of that. I don't like I'm, it. I'm not either. I don't think it's going to affect that much. I think the NFL is going to find a way to play in front of its people. The NFL does not care about what's happening in the world, right? They're like the largest form of entertainment in the world. Yeah. They're going to get theirs. I want every draft eligible player that should have came out this year that decided to go back for their senior season to go, no, mm-mm, we're coming out. Let's make the 2020 season, the 2020 drafts, the most talented we've ever seen. You had Queen and Murray go. Now you throw in a guy like Dylan Moses, the linebacker, and oh man, the 2021 draft class was stacked at linebacker. You have some stud-wide receivers that can come out. Let's do it. Jamar Chase. Get Exactly. Get Jamar Chase because he's not eligible to come out until, right? Yeah. But um, Davion, or, um, Devin Smith out of Alabama, yeah. who, who was supposed to come out this year, could have had three first-round wide receivers. Maybe he's like, you know what? No, I want to come out. So now you have another first-round Alabama wide receiver. I don't care what it does because I don't care about the NCAA because it's corrupt as anything is. Find a way as player reps, as NCAA player reps, to go, we're going to lose our season. Give these guys that are a chance that are they're sophomores right now and juniors to go, you know what? No. We're going to the draft. Now, some players might need to pick it, but then you have a guy like maybe Jalen Waddle out of out of Alabama who is just as fast as Henry Ruggs, yep. they say. right? He enters the draft. Now you have more teams. Like It's just going to stack the NFL in a way we would never have seen it before. It leaves the 2021 draft little... It'd be light. <laughs> little light. 
but I think that's where you're, you'll start to see wheeling dealing, right? Like teams are willing to give up, say next year. I don't know. I haven't seen how draft order set. Things are weird right now. Nothing's worked, but say the Niners have two first round picks next year, right? But they're like, well, we kind of really want Yannick and Gogway now. We'll give you our two first round picks next year because we know that that next year's draft is going to be light. Yeah. And probably know the talents there like Ian Kangagwe. Let's go at him, right? I think it adds a dynamic to the NFL that almost is NBA free agency or NBA trade deadline. We're just a fucking disaster. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful mess. Like <laughs> ships and pieces are moving. My favorite part about the NBA uh, trade deadline is a matter of minutes, a guy can be traded to one team and then be used in a package and a deal and sent to another <laughs> team. There's been guys that have been traded to Utah. That never stepped foot in Utah except to play basketball there on his opposing team. Like Derrick Rose was traded to Utah as part of a deal and then immediately traded to a different team because Denver Utah was like, We don't need another point card. Sorry, Derek. Like, it happens all the time. They're like, Yeah, we'll take that center off your roster and then we'll immediately trade him for a wing over here. <laughs> and that guy never stepped foot. Like he just like, oh, okay. Like <laughs> well, shit, I'm going to Charlotte. <laughs> like there was uh um there was a guy a couple years ago, it was part of uh, a deal for the Lakers to get Ivan, uh, or for the Clippers to get Zubox from the Lakers. They had to move the piece. The Clippers wanted the same guy, but they couldn't take him back. So the Lakers swapped picks, basically swapped some players. Zubox went from the Lakers to the Clippers, same town. This other player went, traded, crossed country, I believe, to the Wizards, and was immediately traded to the Clippers. So he, too, just went across town, but he had to, <laughs> he had he didn't have to take a, a flight, but he had to take a flight from L.A. to D.C. back to L.A., you know? Like, I think that's the type of shit that's going to happen. That'd be a like, blast. Like, they're going to be like, you know what? We know this draft next year sucks. Uh, let's just give you our first and second round pick for player X, right? Say Bill O'Brien's still doing Bill O'Brien's <laughs> shit, and he's like, I want to move J.J. Watt, and the Niners are like, or the Saints are like, you know what? Let's pair him with Cam Dr- We'll give you our second round and third round pick next year for J.J. Watt. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, let's do it. Which I would do that anyway. Fourth or fifth. Like, you know. It, Bill O'Brien will take it. It would be worth knowing that next year's draft might be so jacked up that you could give up a first round pick for J.J. Watt. And go, yeah. You know what? We'll give you a first for J.J. Watt next year. Even though he might not be worth it anymore with the injury. But you really don't know what the next year's draft's going to look like because no one's decided on it. They still haven't decided if they're going to play college football next year. Yeah. Well, and with the eligible, like, are you still technically a junior if they don't play a year? That's like, the thing. Because Jamar Chase is a senior, or is a sophomore, that was a sophomore this year, he'd be a junior next year. Would he be a senior if they didn't play next year? That's what they're trying to figure out, yeah, right? No one weird. knows. And that's what I'm saying. Like, figure out the eligibility thing. If you're going to go, no, they're going to lose a year of eligibility then allow those guys that are going to lose a year of eligibility that are sophomores, not freshmen, that are sophomores, to go, okay, well, I can declare this year as a junior, yeah. right? I Come up with some stupid name for it, the COVID shirt juniors, right? Like, <laughs> basically, basically make it look like they're red shirt juniors, yeah. or red shirt sophomores, because red shirt sophomore can declare. Yeah. So basically, if you look at, you know, um, uh, Chase and go, hey, you're a sophomore, you're going to lose a year of eligibility because of this, we're going to make you a redshirt sophomore you can declare for the supplemental draft have fun yeah because those guys are getting shafted because if they do take that year of eligibility right mm-hmm. so he comes back as a senior yeah tears his acl he's done yeah like it's you're going in the third or fourth now yeah the the ncaa needs to figure it out and if i'm the nfl if i'm roger goodell if i'm the Morris smith if i'm those players association i'm helping the ncaa figure out how to get trevor lawrence into mm-hmm. the supplemental draft yeah Right? Like, just stand out. Like, I need him. 
every ounce of it. Like, no, 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 no. Get him in the supplemental draft. Get him because then it'll start opening floodgates. Then you get to Dylan Moses, and then you get these other guys that are like, you know what? I don't want to play seven games of college football next year and look mediocre and be part of that COVID season. Like, I want to go play in the NFL. Yeah. Go I get your money. I don't. I just. I was reading some articles on that, and I, there's a lot of people have very opinions on it, right? Allow these guys to have an extra year of eligibility, basically redshirt them, they get it. Does Alabama want to pay all these guys scholarships? That's the thing. Can some of these schools do that? Yeah. Some of these guys. So the supplemental draft was actually made for guys that missed the deadline because of college, like graduating. They couldn't. You couldn't enter the NFL draft way back in the day unless you had graduated, even graduating early. Yeah. If so, if you were going to graduate early as a junior but you hadn't graduated before the draft, if your graduation was in June, you couldn't enter the NFL draft. You had to wait a year. You had to wait the next year. That's why they instituted the supplemental draft. So, okay, you missed the deadline, you couldn't do it, here's a supplemental draft, your teams can trade you. And then guys that were um, more in the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, were guys that needed financial help. They couldn't stay in college, right? Something happened, a family member died, their source of money was cut off. They needed something to supply for their family. Um, so they were like, okay, we got to leave college early now. We missed the NFL draft. Let's enter the supplemental draft so we can get drafted. It's it's there for a reason. Yeah. Some of these guys are going to be losing out on scholarships next year. They can't afford to stay at school. Yeah. Let them in the NFL draft. Well, and the thing is, that's not really going to apply to guys like Trevor Lawrence or Jamar Chase because LSU is going to find a way to keep Jamar Chase on scholarship. LSU, or, uh, Clemson's going to find a way to keep Trevor Lawrence on well, yeah. scholarship. But like for the the lower level guys. That could be big, right? Third, fourth round guys that are yeah. really talented and are going to be starters in the league. But that's what I'm saying. They need to. If I'm the NFL, like I said, I'm pounding the table. Get every eligible guy. I'm. I'm having. You can't call these guys, but I'm like calling like the reps. <laughs> call their saying, mom. Like, <laughs> get your son to enter the supplemental draft. Get your client to enter the supplemental draft. Get him in there. Get him in there. We want him. Not hey, tell Dylan Moses to enter the supplemental draft so he loses college eligibility, and then no one takes him. You have to, but I have his name on a card for 15. Yeah. If he's there at the 15th overall pick, he's gone. up in my draft, he's, he's ours, he's coming to play in Denver. That's an insurance policy, right? It's there. And then you still might have 14 other teams that think the same way and are like, hey, no, Dylan, Dylan Moses, that's <laughs> our dude. Like, he's going to make some money this year. He's going to play in the NFL. He's going to get to train. He's going to be prepared. He's not playing college. Like, it sucks to not play in college, but at the same time, it's a lot better to play in the NFL because you're getting paid. Yeah. Especially well, right now. Unless you play a Batman, you get paid anyways. Well, you're getting paid if you're playing for even smaller schools. Well, yeah. I mean, there was an FCS ring where these guys were getting paid like $1,000 a game to play. It's not bad. I'd pay for them. <laughs> AFL. <laughs> Rima League. Uh, I think we're going to cut it off there because we're rambling right now. Yeah. Uh, running into an hour and a half of content. Um, if you're still listening. We love you. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook at For the People Football. Um, that hashtag for the MF people. Um, we will talk to you guys. We don't know if we're going to do one next week. We'll see what happens. Um, but love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Bye. <laughs>